0: Let's do it.
1: It's D&D Valiant Odyssey time. I'm your host, Aaron, and I'm the DM here. And I'm sitting around the table with the Forgotten Four who are going to reintroduce their characters for you. They're going to tell you their name, their race, their class, and they will also say uh, what would your character be unintentionally famous for? Roll to see who goes first.
0: Hi, guys. It's Rob who plays Ranger the Moonlit. Um, I would say, oh, wait a minute, give you the rest, eh? He's a high elf, uh, Ranger 5, Rogue 4, Bloomstalker Assassin. And um, he. He'd be unintentionally famous for, it's already in the show, <laughs> The being a part of the release of Dalnak the Outcast. Yeah, was, so, as far as mistakes go, yeah, that was a fucking... It's plop. pretty much like the, the biggest thing at the moment. So, you know, it's fitting.
2: <laughs> I'm glad that you finally accept responsibility for that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, someone...
1: Yeah, someone had to. Yeah, when you made your character, Rob, you were just like, wants his name to be remembered. And I was like, oh, fuck, he'll be remembered. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Uh, All right, we're going to go to Brett.
2: Uh, My name is Brett. I play Morvan Orthranus, a high elf evocation wizard, and he would be unintentionally famous for uh, being a writer. He is working on various spell books and learning and... Tenshi will get published one day, unintentionally, possibly from his corpse.
1: I thought for a second you were going to tell us about your sordid history with romance novels.
2: <laughs> <Do> you, imagine, <laughs> do you imagine more sitting just down how writing? robotic it would be. It's like, he, he can write really well, but speaking, you just can't come get it across as... I this. place my... no. Nah,
3: <laughs> well, g'day, I'm Jacko, and I play Bort the Buckler, uh, half-orc barbarian. And, uh, unintentionally famous for, uh, it hasn't come out at all, but he's got a secret love uh, of being, of, of cooking There's a chef, sort of like a Ramsey figure just gets pissed off all the time, but somehow whips up a mean feed. It's similar to his, uh, um, the way he lives his life, which is, uh, act first and think second. He just kind of throws spices together and then meals just happen out of the blue. And, uh, he would have one of those, um, Shows, uh, what's what's a cooking show? Like ready, steady, cook sort of deal, but it's called Gorgie's Bog Frog Blog. (laughs) (laughs)
4: That's so good. Yeah,
3: Uh, yeah, a guide to cooking frog inspired meals if you live in a bog. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's fucking great. I love it. Uh, And you know what else? Quoting
1: the, the cooking show Ready, Steady, Cook, told every one of our listeners your age, so thank you very much. For
5: that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, Ed, we're going to go with Trent. That's a hard act to follow up. Hello there. I'm Trent. I'm playing Baron Barnabas, the Goliath fighter level nine. Uh, I'd be, you know, un- Goliath would be unintentionally famous for uh, drinking the most alcohol on a voyage, similar to Andre the Giant, just copious amounts of alcohol, mm-hmm. just, just the size and the, you know, the durability of him would make that alcohol go down like water and they'd be talking, talking about it for years afterwards. Absolutely. Barnabas the Giant, the gog- Grog Swallower,
0: partnered with the Bogfrog Gog Cooker.
4: <laughs> so we're all going to be drinking ale,
0: go. eating great food, talking about the impending doom while it being scribed by <laughs> mm. Um
1: So all of you need to increase your weights by like 50 pounds. <laughs> and your characters. Uh, and I'm Aaron, I'm your Dungeon Master, and I would be unintentionally famous for... Appearing on the local news when Pokemon Go was released and being way too enthusiastic
4: about it. <laughs> it's just a really good game. Yeah,
1: yeah. no, they, they filmed me walking up and down the street. My phone was out in front of me and I was pointing it up and down trying to get a signal. It was fucking embarrassing. <laughs> oh. Anyway, what are we here to do? Oh, yeah, let's play some <laughs> What are we here for? Let's fight some dragons and shit. Yeah, do it. The Forgotten Four returned to Cadmia, only to find that an enemy army was posted just miles outside. Morvan, having ventured in earlier than his companions, found new spells available at his disposal at the Wassonia. while the rest of his companions decided what to do with Wren. They reunited with Arden at the Valiant Odyssey, only to deliver him the unfortunate news that his son Braxen had fallen. Still seeking the rest of the vestiges, the Forgotten Four made their way to the Forge and to Glory. A very knowledgeable dwarf who led them in the direction of the next few weapons that would help them defeat Delnak the Outcast. As you guys stand on these steps leading down into the courtyard of the Forge, behind you the working structure of the church-like temple, smoke billowing into the Cadmian skyline, You feel the warmth of the glow from the molten iron behind you. Adorned with new gear given to you by Glory, you begin to make your way down the steps with Ren in tow to your next destination. As we look at your characters, what upgrades has Glory done for you, Rengar?
0: So as we leave the forge, Rengar is admiring his bow the uh glory seeker and it has now uh, not only has he polished the embellishments he's also added a few fragments of of uh like dragon like um bit of like dragon wing sinew for the string like woven it in with the twine he's um ornately modified the limbs so that there's um like very cleverly whittled dragon bone pieces sort of put up the the top part of the limbs on the top and bottom um and also the handle has been replaced with some some sort of like a leathery substance you know more attributed to again like the dragon's hide or something like that so the grip's been modified he looks to his arrows he now has five arrows that kind of look like they go like a crackling making like a little crackling sound to him. the head of which now has been imbued with the the magic of the blue dragon they slain. Um, so he has five lightning arrows in Fantastic. his quiver. Beautiful. And then we pan to Morven. And what did you
1: get,
5: Morvin? Oh, nothing. That's right, because you're a wizard. Let's go with Trent. <laughs> <laughs> I kindly handed him the plate that he gave me last time, and he's given back as a plate plus two, which means it's now dragon proof, which is handy to have in this sort of world. So it is not dragon proof. <laughs> <laughs> he, he some liberties there. Um,
1: You can see that it is covered in some nice scalings and some of the bone parts of the dragon that you had slain has been uh, incorporated as well. There's some dragon teeth poking up off of some parts of it as well. You also, uh, Barnabas, get a ability through that armor that Glory told you about, and you're able to cast the shield spell once per long rest as a reaction from your armor. Dragonproof shield? No. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Uh, And last but not least, we've got Gorgonbord. Gorgonbord is a simple man. He doesn't want much in his life. Uh, But his uh, journey to get this ladle upgraded to a useful weapon uh, has ended. And he's uh, got it turned into a spear thrower to help him, to aid him in uh, getting these javelins to throw well. That's... yeah, a plus yep. two. So you oh, got well. yourself the plus two and the increase in the range, and the twenty foot increase. Yeah, mm-hmm. and with that is that um, going to because the usual javelin is thirty to one twenty? Does it move it to fifty to one to one forty? Sure does. Yep.
1: Okay. So with this new gear adorning on you, Morven and Ren looking very upset at the fact that they don't get any new toys, but you make your way down the stairs into the city streets of Cadmio and as you look around you can see the towering sculptures that seem to be stonemasoned still in their sleeping poses around the city the one you're closest to looks like they're literally lying on the floor you know this one to be called the drunkard and it is in a sleeping pose hands rested nicely under the head and buildings have been built upon it and around it as if it's just become part of the city making your way through these streets You do see groups of people beginning to talk. I'll get you to roll some perception checks to see if you can pick up on any of the gossip.
5: Just admire the new plate. Got a
1: one.
2: It was 20 and wrote off my book to a two. So, yeah, yeah, six.
1: All right, so you guys don't hear any of the town gossip as you're walking through. It's just a clamor of noises, Ren coming up behind you. You guys begin to make your way up the hill and you can see the two uh, mountainous-like rocky protrusions that indicate the gateway into the Wessonia and uh, it's at this point, Gorgon Bort, that you look extremely disheartened because where you exactly left Bourbon Gort is not exactly where he is right now. You can see that there are students passing in and out of this entryway but he does not appear to be stalwartly sitting there as you left him.
3: Um, <clears throat> so people are walking past me right there, mm-hmm. right now. Uh, I grab the nearest person and I grab by the shoulders. They... Where was this... Uh, sorry, what was he? He Bovengort. was an um, a- automaton. He was an automaton. automaton. A- was an automaton. Does, did, did I make... Uh, I can't remember if I told everyone that everyone at Wasona knew his name, Borbengort. I don't think they did. Okay. Have you seen Borbengort? I left him right here. Automaton, he's... Yep. Yeah. Have you seen him? Borbengort. Roll a persuasion check. That is a uh, three, yeah, five.
1: Okay. So as you say it, you grab this uh, young student and they seem to have two friends uh, next to them. You can see it's a human female as she looks at you. She looks extremely scared. She reaches into her robes, pulls out pepper spray and sprays you. <laughs> <in the> <laughs> you take one point of damage and you're currently blinded as you can feel your eyes just burning sweat streaming down <laughs> no. your face and you hear her say you just hear her say, get off me you freak! <laughs> and you watch as you get another kick in the shin and then another kick in the shin from
3: the friends and you watch as they pull her away from you. I keep forgetting to use this amazing ability that I have called Lucky. <laughs> <laughs> uh, while I'm blinded And am I on my knees on the ground Because I'm just going to say I got blinded I was on the ground
4: mm-hmm. And um, as you're on
1: your knees on the ground You feel an extremely wet finger into your
3: ear <laughs> And you hear Ren say Wet Willie!" I knock that off Can I just um, feel around on the ground Can I track him <laughs> at all It's more of a desperate plea at this stage Roller dexterity find uh, To plant, find Bob and go it y- Yeah <laughs> <laughs> so the rest of you, like, what you see, is, you see a half-blinded...
1: Uh, like, half like
3: Velma looking for her glasses.
1: <laughs> um, you can roll a check, but I'll, I'll tell you, even the naturalist of 20s will not allow you to find this, this robot. You can see that he has indeed been moved. Oh, naturalist of 13s. All right, so with the naturalist of 13s, you do move up to the, in between the two rocky outcroppings. You know that there was an arcane force field there, that prevented him from leaving, and you can see his two footprints still there embedded so uh, in I'll, the hard dirt.
3: The, so they are still- The footprints are there. Mm-hmm.
2: Where the fuck is he?
5: You trust- <laughs> I try to repeat his actions. I also grab someone. Where is
4: the
1: <laughs> Roll a persuasion check. Fuck. <laughs> no. <laughs> Funny. All right. So you get uh, a tall elven figure that's looking at you, and you watch as he brushes your hands off of him, and he says- Boban Yes, the automaton that was residing here, he became a favourite with the students, but he's been adopted. By who? Uh, a gentleman by the name of Praxilius. He now works in his workshop. He's paid, which is atrocious for an automaton to be paid.
3: I uh, wipe a tear from my eyes. I'm happy for him. <laughs> God, <what I'm> <laughs> uh, yeah, I heard that. You're speaking near me. <laughs> where, where 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 do we find uh this Praxillian is it pra- Praxillian? hmm He says uh his workshop is in the Xandra College. Xandra College. Oh is it like not wasonia
1: No, or... the Xandra College of Wasonia. Oh uh, of, of yeah. Wissonia. Okay. He says he's the maintenance worker, but if you ask at the Sanctum Arcanum, he'll be able to direct you to him. Possibly even uh call him to your presence. Oh, that would be wonderful. He doesn't Thank have you. any friends, so I'm sure that he'll be happy to oblige you. He has a friend in me. You guys continue to walk through to the Wasonia, and you rest your eyes upon it for the first time in a long time. You can see towering, pearlescent structures, manicured lawns throughout this area, pathways that are very geometric in their shapes. And you see students of all ages, races and classes sitting through this um, this yard. You can see them playing different sports, sitting, socializing with each other, practicing different magical spells. Uh, you can also see floating stones that seem to be moving through the air in an arcane fashion that just seem to be geometrically and geologically arcanely lifted. You begin to make your way down the pathway. You see the familiar statue structure and fountain of Gastrum Obek, the dragonborn first staff mage of Wassonia. You pass by and go into the dome roof structure of the Sanctum Arcanum. Going inside this area, you can see the floor is extremely well-polished marble. It goes down into a dome-like structure, and you can see five portals that seem to exist on the backhand wall. You can see there's a circular desk in the middle, and there is mages working within that to answer student inquiries. As you guys walk in, you look extremely out of place, being well-armed and extremely uh, battle-ready by the look of it. You look as Ren looks around and he says, You guys want me
0: to stay here with these nerds? Rango will look to ren and he'll take a knee and he's sort of still having a bit of a chuckle about the wet willy comment because he sort of sees the glimpses of Braxton when he did that to morven you know back in the dry expanse and he, he says to her quite seriously little ren uh, you may not know this but my mother Adalia used to be a staff mage here um exactly who Siraj was when you were reading your pamphlet and uh you may not also know that Braxton's mum is Radale, so there's a wow. bit of a link here for you to learn. You and
1: Braxton had the same mum.
0: Yes, that that's why your brothers. There you
1: go. Wow. Um. So your mum was a staff mage here. Why aren't you smarter?
0: Well, I didn't pick up. I didn't pick up the uh, the arcane banner, but I can assure you. Smarts aren't always in books, little ren. Well. Looking around, it just looks like all these guys
1: are, well, they're, they're different versions of Morvin. Well, Morvin is my third
0: favorite of you guys, so. Wait, who's, who's the first and second? Ah, oh, that's a mystery left only to me. <laughs>
1: well, who's the. Little
0: boy's got to keep his
1: secrets, you know. Who's the fourth? Wouldn't you like to know? Looks <laughs> Drew. <Probably> <laughs> <you. laughs> well,
5: I was going to say, they're probably the one that wanted to kill him the whole time.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, is at that point you watch as an individual moves up towards you that seems to be a uh, a dark-skinned dwarven uh, female that moves up. She's got very dark, long hair, beads throughout, and you can see she's wearing a information sort of robe, and you can see comes up and says, is there anything that I can help you with?
2: Morven holds up a card and says, Morven Othranas, multipass
1: pass <laughs> You watch as she, <laughs> she holds up two hands, moves to the side and says... My apologies. The multi pass gives you all access to everywhere. It seems
3: you don't need help at all. And she backs away. I elbow Ray and I I smell nerds.
2: (laughs) Uh, Big nerd energy. Excuse me, before you leave, uh, I'd like to speak with Siraj. We are known to her. If you could tell her that. I'll make a call. Thank you. Morven. And
5: we'd like to be pointed out where
1: Praxilius is. Well, I can contact Praxilius for you and get you down here. Get him down here for you. Tell to bring Borbun. Very well. You watch as she moves away. Uh, a couple of moments pass and you see coming through the portal after about three to four minutes.
2: In that three or four minutes, Morvin saw just like sidestepping closer to the nearest bookshelf and just is looking at the books. As a manly about to get sucked into a tome.
1: All right. <laughs> uh, you can see coming through the portal is a three foot figure that seems to be made of metals of bronze and gold. You can see blue eyes, one slightly bigger than the other, a dome-shaped head, uh, a triangle, a triangular-like blue, energetic-looking uh, central core. And as he comes through these arms and legs, spindly and long, you can see he's now walking with an air of pride. This is Borbengort. He looks around and he says, Father, Father, I heard your home. Where are you? <laughs> For <laughs> he'll run up to you and he'll hug your legs, um, and he's just like crying into your your waist and He's like,
3: <laughs> "You said you'd come back, but I didn't believe you." I see you've got a job. You're working. You're paid. Yeah, I'm free. I'm. I'm still currently
1: trying to free my brothers and sisters that are still under the oppression of the man. But but I have made it. Under your
3: guidance, I was able to to
1: throw off my shackle of precious
3: Keep fighting the good fight. The more, the more of you that are free, the better. And then it's just a matter of getting out of this hell hole.
1: <laughs> well, that is the next. I am planning and working through the underbellies of the Wasonia because that arcane force field,
4: it's not going to hold me forever.
3: What's, what's, what's someone call where they, uh, they get, where they go in from the inside? What are they? uh infiltrator spy. Where they, a, yeah, are they infiltrate from the, yeah. Sub, sub, a saboteur? A saboteur, yeah. I just, uh, I, is anyone near him? It's just you two at the moment. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, and your party. I still lean over and I whisper to him so no one else can hear. Um, keep working your way up. We will <laughs> we will get you out of this place. He doesn't say a word to you, but he takes a step back and stalwartly
1: nods to you. Continue the rebellion.
4: <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: he looks
3: around you and he says, I can see all your friends have survived. You dirty. Uh, yeah, just. But we are here. Well, them just. I have... Uh, Easily made my way through. Well, without further ado, and
1: you watch as he moves his way over to Rengar and he opens up his forearm pocket and you can see him pull out a bottle of scotch and he looks towards the left and the right and hands it to you and he says, Just like old times, right? Ah, uh, my friend, you've done well. You watch as Ren moves up and he says, <laughs> <laughs> He's a real boy. and <laughs> <Gorgon boy. laughs> ba- Gort turns around and says,
4: Yeah,
1: I'm a real boy. You watch as Ren just sort of, there's like similar energy right here between these two and they're just like staring at each other. I feel there's a rivalry about yeah. to happen. <laughs> you watch as Ren looks towards
3: you and then looks towards Borbengort and says, really? Him? You watch as Gort says, none of that. I, I, I turn to Ren and say, you're my fourth favourite.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, it's at that point Ren just looks and says,
1: no, I don't see it. You watch as he walks away. Um, it's at that point as well, you hear a voice inside your head, Morvin. It's Siraj, and she says, see anything you like? See too much.
2: I'd spend a uh, very long time here.
1: You watch as five teleporting circles just beam the five of you out of this area. Your eyes are surrounded with white and blue light, and you are then transported to the office room of Siraj. The familiar room in the first place that you saw in Cadmir and the Wessonia You can see the curtains unchanged, the bookcases all over the room, a uh, metallic-looking bird sitting in the corner that seems to be watching over everything. You can see as well that there is a large desk in the area that seems to have a lot of papers scattered through it, and you guys are all automatically sitting on the comfiest sofa that you've sat on in a very long time. Ren looks around and is just like,
0: I'm going to be sick. I'll never get used to that either.
2: Morven's looking at his hands and the book ha- that he was reading has disappeared or was left behind. He's like, hmm, fine." will find again. Uh, I, He's going to look around and try to find Siraj.
1: She's there, right in front of you. Um, it doesn't take you long to find her.
2: Makes eye contact and <laughs> nods.
1: Uh, as you look towards her, Mor- and you notice that she's extremely tired. For the rest of you, she looks more exhausted and worn than from when you left her. Almost like she's, she's more gaunt. She hasn't really eaten and... Rest hasn't found her very well But she looks at you all the same And she says It is pleasant to see you all Morvan informed me of your journey and your travels As he may well have informed you We have tasked your group with Finding the vestiges of the gods Two of which I believe you had already found
0: Yes well Might I add you look rather dishevelled yourself (sighs) Yes it's We look well but not that well And you look like hell He
1: watches Ren elbows you And says really rude
0: oh no no rudeness intention Intention,
1: siraj will say there was some incidents that occurred at the wasonia in your absence let's just say that this school isn't as safe as it used to be and Delnak's plight has invaded our sanctuary in well whatever way he could but that is for me and my stress to deal with you have a more important mission tell me how may I assist in this next leg of your journey I will do what I can
2: We spoke to Glory at the forge. Uh, He informed us to repair Rango's sword. The only way is to find the Master Craftsman and go to the Cradle of Life, Um, unless the Master Craftsman has another way. The only one we know of is Tiro. I've tried sending many times, but I keep coming up empty with no response. I know there's other ways, other arcane ways to potentially see or find out where he is and possibly get a message to him or find him Um, and that's why we're here is there any can you direct us into a path
1: if sending is indeed not landing then it may mean that he is not conscious to receive the message or he resides on a different plane or he could have expired perhaps you can try a scrying spell one i would be happy to assist you with if you have something from the person in which you intend to find, that would make the spell component quite easy, in fact. But we will have to we will have to see how connected this object is to the
3: individual in order for it to, to be effective.
2: Well, we all look towards Gorgonbord. i was just
3: blankly looking up at the ceiling.
2: Mm. Uh, yeah. Gorgon, <laughs> um yes, you will.
3: Yep, I grab Chie- Chieftain's Fury as it pulses. And uh, pass it over. I said, um, Tiro made this for moi. And uh, you should be able to do what you need with it. So we can. Uh- she will
1: levitate it to the center of the floor in between where your couch is and where her armchair is. And you can see there's a circle that emanates around it of this purpley-blue arcane energy. Uh, you watch as she closes her eyes for a second. It flares, and then she opens up her eyes again. And she says, I was... Unable to connect through
3: this object. I fear the worst for Tiro. I feel like he's fairly capable. What
0: well, well, could... Uh, is there any other ways, yeah to, yeah, to be blocking this? Is there any other magic that you can think of that...
1: Uh, my my spell was not blocked. It did not reach its source. I think we might have to face the very real possibility that Tiro is dead. Um, Where was the last place you saw him? Capital. Yeah.
2: Four years ago. Mm.
1: Well, we can try something else. I am able to amplify this spell. Doing so is quite dangerous for, for me, but it will definitively tell us if Tiro is around or not. The uh, risk. Last time I used this spell, I was knocked unconscious for a 10 day. Given the state of the Wasonia, it would be extremely drastic. Arden is not yet at full strength. I am the only defense this establishment has.
2: Is it something I could attempt, or am, would I not be powerful enough to?
1: With respect, Morvan, you are wise and intelligent beyond your years, but this device, it was imparted to the staff mages of Wasonia by the Oracle themselves. It is our most prized secret. You can assist me, perhaps that will defer some of the energy that may just work. She looks towards you all. This is of vital importance. We cannot waste any time. She moves towards her desk and you watch as she unseals an arcane lock and the drawer extrudes. She takes out this small crystal-like device. Uh, you can see that there's some golden arcane trimmings around it, but it's essentially like an uncut crystal and she holds it. She puts it in the center of the uh, arcane circle and you watch as it hovers above Chieftain's Fury. You watch as she gestures for you Morvin, to stand on the opposite side of the circle. Uh, and at this point you watch as she holds out her hands and an arcane link is moved between Morvan and Siraj at that point as well. You all watch as there is a wind gale that comes from the circle on the floor all the way into the ceiling and you feel an eminence of power throughout. Every single candle in this area is blown out. The curtains completely blow out of the windows as well. You watch as Ren holds onto the seat because his body is also being blown back. I need you to roll a d20 and add your spell modifier please. Your your intelligence modifier.
2: 15 plus. If it's an ability check my luckstone not give me plus one so
1: these two mages stand in front of you channeling this spell and you can see the arcane force of it uh comes from the circle enters suraj's body and it's almost like she is ejecting some of the arcane force into morven as almost like a, a buffer or a or a, a grounding tool as this happens morven you get some glimpses of images as well and as you do you can see a wall a strong stone wall a wall that you remember this is the wall of capital As you look towards it, your flash vision once again, you can see that the bottom of this wall seems to be charred and burnt. You can see that there appears to be piles of bodies that seem to be steaming up into the ground, into the air. And you watch as your vision sort of mars again and you can see it almost flashing like the skipping of a record. You hear the running river of the Capitolian River that seems to go through the whole entire city. And it's at that point as well you see uh, four different stakes that seem to be on the top of a hill that is outside of capital, and on those stakes you can see four bodies that seem to be nailed to them. You cut towards one, and then the other, and then the other. Features undefined, but you can see as you zoom in onto one of them, you can see the burnt, scarred, and tortured body of Tiro. He seems to be dead. To so that point, you move out of the vision. You watch as Siraj takes a stumble backwards and she looks towards you, more and you look towards her. You can see that you both saw the same thing. She is, for the rest of you, looking on. She takes a knee, extremely exhausted. You watch as the crystal clatters to the floor on top of Stone um, Chieftain's Fury and the arcane glyph deactivates.
2: No, I just look to the floor and say, "He's been. his body is on a stake outside the capital. He's gone.
1: You, you may have only got the, the glimpses I rejected. I was able to glean more feelings, memories. He was part of an alliance that was uh, in uprising against the Heraclesians. An organization I believe he referred to as the Sparrows. Their leader and many of their higher dignitaries. They were tortured and staked as an example to the rest to prevent dissent in the ranks. I, I delved further knowing that you need somebody to craft this blade. He had a student. One whom he taught everything that he knew. The student's name was Charon. C-H-A-R-O-N. Caron, his whereabouts is unknown. But he was close to Tiro. That is all. I can describe him.
2: Charon was, uh, centaur, wasn't he?
1: You can recall, yeah.
2: Well, we met our and ends, the Sparrows, years ago with Tiro. If he was we a remember. part of the
1: Sparrows as well, he either left before this fate befell them or escaped it.
2: As I've met her own arrow, would I be able to attempt a uh, scrying myself?
1: You watch as Siraj hears you say that. She says, I'll be unable to assist you, but," And she moves towards a bookcase, pulls out a scroll and hands it to you, Morvin. And she says, this should, this should suffice.
2: Uh, well, Morvin will take the scroll, uh, look over it.
1: Ooh, can you cast fifth level spells? Okay, then you can just cast this spell. I would say that you you would not have familiar knowledge of him. You don't know the target well. I would say that you know the target and have met the target. So it wouldn't add any difficulty or bonus to the DC. What does your scrying look like?
2: Morvan would have pulled out a small mirror, be staring intently at it, fixating what he remembers of Harrow. In his mind, see his... The mirror would basically be a reflection of what he is seeing, almost like a a window um, about 10 feet from the target. And he's basically just holding it, staring intently into it.
1: As you look, you can see that it's almost like a whirlpool, the center of which seems to be ever expanding, almost like a white glow, illuminates a darkened area. You can see a hut surrounded by trees. You can see that this hut is extremely well stonemasoned and reinforced with various different metals. It's a solitary hut, though. You can see that there is a small garden patch. You can see that at the back there is almost like a lean to makeshift forge and everything in that forge is extremely well kept. More managed. As you flash again, you cut to a centaur looking figure, long white hair that seems to be braided and tied back. You can see a beard supported on the chin, one that you had not seen before on him, golden eyes, brownish skin, and a dark black and white spotted horse-like body upon the bottom of him. Very strong in his build. You can see that he is heavily scarred across his forearms and you can see as well that uh, he seems to be gardening. You did get some resistance on the spell and that resistance almost stops him in his tracks And then it looks as if he's talking to somebody off on the side, voices in which you cannot hear, as the scry spell does not allow. But you can see that as that voice continues, or the the miming of the words continues, you watch as your vision fades, I'll get you to roll a nature check for me to see if you can identify some poignant features of the landscape.
2: It'd only be a six total. Okay.
1: And you jump back into the room with your companions.
2: I come out of it, I say he is alive. I'll attempt to uh, do ascending.
1: Mm-hmm. What do you say? Someone count
0: twenty-five words. <laughs> Maybe make it brief. And um,
2: Morven, we seek a master craftsman to aid us in the future battles. Can you tell me where you are, and we will join you?
1: You hear him say, "The last master craftsman I knew has fallen. I have given up my trade. I have not seen you
0: for many years, Delamere."
4: Yeah.
2: Diraj, Delamvia. Do you know where that Delenbeer
5: is? or
0: Delamvia? Delamvia or Beer?
2: Via?
1: That's all right. It's canon that Morphin gets every name wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
4: he's even saying Delam. He's a, Caron? It's a <laughs> hey,
0: hey, Caron. Karen. Karen.
1: Delamvia. It is a coastal village. Uh, there are some trees around the area. It is just to the west of Cape Pasa, north of Nisone. In Capitoline-controlled space.
5: They're a well-made uh, stone hut there with a nice forge.
1: They, I, I couldn't tell you, but if we have a location, I may be able to to gift Morven some scrolls in order for him to take you there immediately. I would do it myself, but... And and return? Well, your return in expedience would be very well-valued. So, yes. You want to just... She turns around and takes two more scrolls and she hands you two scrolls of teleportation.
2: They are, what, level
1: six? They're higher than your level. You can still cast it, but it'll be a roll. If you mess it up real bad, you could end up anywhere. If you get it wrong by a little bit, you might not get exactly where you want to go. If you get it nat 20. If you get it within the
3: DC, you'll get to exactly where you want to be. With the teleport, is that something that um, you have to have seen the place to go there? I've seen it. lowers the DC.
1: If you haven't seen it, that's riskier. So the destination you choose must be known to you and it must be on the same plane of existence as you. Your familiarity with the destination determines whether you arrive there successfully. The DM rolls a D100 and consults the table below. So I will gauge for this that you have seen this casually. And as a result, I'll follow the table rules for that.
2: You're too generous there, DM.
1: You've seen it casually. Oh, wait, Viewed once. once. There you go. Thank you. Good, good honesty. Oh,
0: Brett.
4: <laughs> <laughs> that
1: literally cut like it goes from a 50 50 shot to a one quarter shot. Oh, it's a significant. So he, he you very fucking roll
0: He well. fucked you real proper. <laughs> <laughs> uh, see, rules manager. <laughs> it's, it's,
5: uh, well, we're getting to the a long rest so that Brett can lose his well We one. also
0: need to take back Ren. Siraj, so, we have a request. Um, I think you may be aware that. Young Ren, and he'll gesture to Wren, has some arcane abilities that need to be nurtured. She
1: looks towards Wren and very uh, soft in the face says, yes, I've heard much about you, young master. And for the first time, Wren has nothing to say. He sort of shrinks back. And for the first time you look at him and he actually is acting his age. She says, there's no need to be afraid. You're very welcome within these walls. She looks to you, Rangar, and says, his future is in good
0: hands. Yes, I'd expect nothing less.
1: No, no. She puts a hand on your shoulder. Arden is hurt, but he believes it too. Worry not for his safety. They're on board with whatever you want to do in terms of that.
2: Siraj, if I spent a bit more time, if I spent time learning Scry myself and spent a few more Scrys locating Karon, would that help me... Uh, be more on target for using these scrolls, given that we only have two. I would like to maximize my chances.
1: I'll say that she says to you, unfortunately, that was the only scry scroll that I possess. It will take me some time to write up another.
2: Could you direct me to where I'd find it in
1: the Arcanum? These are readily available in the Divination section of the Sanctum Arcanum, which
5: you have access to. On a a fail, three quarters likely. Uh, How far do we end up away?
2: It goes from causing everyone force damage to throwing us anywhere. Anywhere. And then basically you get, the, depends on how bad it is. And basically it's a full table. So similar area, I could basically teleport to another hut in the wood anywhere because it's similar. Mishap is basically each creature uh, takes 3d10 force damage and then the GM rolls to see where we wind up. Uh, Off target, it's depending on how far from where we are going, it's a percentage die factor of how far off target it is. So if we travel 100 miles or if it's 100 miles from where we are and Aaron rolls uh, uh, 10, then we could be 10 miles off. Uh, And then on target is where I want to be or where we want to be.
1: All right. So what we're looking at here is the difference between waiting pretty much 24 hours so Morvan can get a rest and then learn the spell in 10 hours and then cast
5: it. Uh all going now.
2: And it's a yeah. uh, one in four chance.
5: I think Centenba's sending that we'll be there tomorrow. How far? Because if, you know, if we're walking for more than a day to get there, then we're tired anyway.
2: Well, actually, do I? How, Suraj, how far is Dunvia, as in from yeah. Wissonia? West,
5: it resides to the north
1: of Capital. It's closer to Capital than it is to Cadmir. It will be a day and a half's journey from Capital. That being said, above the table, you are familiar with Capital. So you can go to Capital... Which is Heraclesian mm-hmm. mm. and yeah. venture upwards. You could also go to Menitis, which is closer.
2: Oh. It's closer to There mm-hmm.
1: There is a mountain pass in between, though. It's a mountain path, like it's hiking, but it's still, let's do it.
2: Um, Ranga, do you have, if we have anything from uh, Menidas, which is nearby, uh, that would greatly help. And then we can hike from Menitis to Hmm.
0: Yeah, actually, I uh, think, I think. Give me one sec. And he'll, he'll rustle through his backpack, his side pockets, and he's remembering. He's like, no, not that one, not that one. Here, here, here. And he pulls the, the blowgun that he purchased from the shop owner before we raided the orcs area, and he'll, he'll say that, yeah, confident that this was, this was from that, that shop within Monitas. Suraj says
1: that will almost guarantee you a 100% chance of landing where you would like to within Menitis.
2: Excellent. Um,
1: To that point, Ren pipes up and says, "Um,
2: doesn't that guy you guys hate live in Menitis?" Yes, Ren. Uh, It'll be dangerous where we go.
3: It's dangerous wherever we go.
2: Last time I saw him, I booped him on the head and called him a bad peacock. I've since heard that he is now the town speaker. Old Ptolemy, the former town speaker, died recently. He's taken up the mantle.
0: Well, this should be interesting.
2: Yeah, so I might actually take a rest. And um, then head off. And then we can head off in the morning.
0: Sounds like a plan to me. Consider it done. So should I pack for like cold weather, warm weather? What are we talking You'll about? You'll probably um we
3: got a place that you should be going to. You can't come on this one.
1: Looks to the rest of the three of you as if to say since when did he get the speaker's role? But also He looks back and he said, you you guys are for real?
0: This is not a place that you are probably best positioned to travel to us with on this occasion. Rest assured, though, the more you you sit here and learn from Arden and Siraj, then you're good and you pick up what they're putting down. Perhaps the next quest we go on, you might be of some more use. That will be 17.
1: He'll look down and he'll look up and he'll say, "I I can be useful.
0: I can help. Yes, I know you're very useful. Why don't you want me around? Oh, it was up to us. We'd all be staying here with you, trust me. But for this occasion, we need you here. We need you safe. And we need you to learn. Siraj will put a hand on his shoulder and say, I've got some things to teach you. Besides,
1: I'm not feeling very well. And I need somebody to look after me. Think you can do that? And you watch as he says, Well, actually, I'm not very good at medicine, but I'm pretty good at telling jokes. And Some people say that laughter is the best medicine.
2: You also are quite the illusionist, aren't you, Ren?
1: Yes. Uh, I can make my thumb detach.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe don't do that one around Arden. <laughs> Noted.
1: Uh, and it's at that point you guys begin to make your way. Where would you want to rest? You you can have rooms here or you can go back to the Odyssey. Doesn't matter.
2: Uh, well, more than a rest near the books. Yeah. So... I- um, happy to stay here yeah. more than a rest near the books <laughs> <laughs> are we literally doing 8 hour rest and then buggering off or are we waiting in the 20 yep alright
1: so what I'll say happens is you are given exclusive guest quarters in the same spire that Siraj's tower resides in with the plan to teleport to Monidus in the near future as you guys bed down and rest in the comfiest beds that you have had in forever rest finds you you fall asleep but I'll also say that Ren stays with Siraj that's it for this week's episode of D&D Valiant Odyssey we want to thank you guys for tuning in with the Forgotten Four this week's episode was Brett as Morvan Rob as Rengar Trent as Baron Barnabas and Jacko as Gorgonbord and me Aaron as your Dungeon Master if you really enjoyed our show and you love Dungeons & Dragons, why not share it with a friend? This podcast thrives off word of mouth, guys, as does many other small ones. And we would thank you greatly if you could pass it on to somebody who you think would love it. Now, there was a couple of mentions in this podcast about some of the happenings that were going on at the Wassonia Arcane Institute. And in Delnak, having had his sneaky little fingers in that school if you wanted to find out more about that adventure it is available for everybody to watch on our youtube uh it was broadcast on twitch and it features some very familiar faces and some new ones as well playing some different characters but also some familiar ones like micah and zendardus are in that adventure so if you like uh visually watching some dungeons and dragons play make sure you go out to our youtube channel which is linked in the show notes below and you can see that adventure unfold there as well. Otherwise, we will be back with the Forgotten Four in the coming days, guys. Make sure you tune into our socials to check when that episode drops. And as always, be valiant.